Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is The Material Podcast, episode number 362, and I am your host, Florence Ion, and I'm joined here by your other host, here to my left, excuse me, that's my right, Andy Anako. <laughs> Hello. Ugh. But I, I, I'm 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 a little bit bummed out because like my Pixel book screwed up like ten minutes before the show, and I don't and I hadn't I didn't have time to diagnose it yet, which means that either it's a very very say, simple you're still thing using that. Yeah, well, I like it. It's it's, it's, it's great. It works. And uh, but the, the so it was working fine up until like like a, a half hour before like I closed the lid and like tossed it on the bed, and then when I uh, uh, apparently the battery was low, so it had to like restart. Okay, that was that's on me. But now like the screen is like super super desaturated, like it's it's everything's working fine. But instead of but yeah, I get the bright vibrant like Google logo like when I started up from 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 Go. <laughs> And then, like when it actually booted into the OS, now it's like again, like the, satur- the colors are like com- almost completely desaturated. It's like a very, very gray experience. And so, I'm I did all I had time to do was to restart it to see mm. maybe it's because there's so many tabs of Windows open or whatever. Maybe it's just confused, and maybe also I, I drained it down so much that like it had to restart, had to like be connected to power and restart. But okay, maybe that's it. Uh, but didn't didn't do that. So I'm like, okay, this is clearly a video driver issue probably i don't know where the video drivers are on a chromebook i don't know <laughs> if it's even possible like on a windows machine no, to go great. to nvidia and just download the yeah. new versions of drivers yeah, yeah, so all, right. of, all, I'm, all i'm saying is that i'm uh, <laughs> it's it's that's it's, why i'm it's, laughing because I, yeah. I realize you have nowhere to go for help yeah, exactly it's i i just I quickly realized that look, it's, it's even like not easy to find a like on the on the phone, on the Mac, on everything, there's always a hey, check for system updates. There is, yeah, I actually had to like search, do a, a Google search for it on the device to find it. Yep. So, so, so all I'm saying is that, like, uh, I've, as I was making my way to this chair I'm in right now to do this podcast that I'm doing right now, I was thinking, okay, worst case scenario, I, I think, I think all the files on locally on the device have already been backed up. Worst case scenario is that if it doesn't come back after charging it overnight and a restart, I will power. I will I will reset it to factory settings and see how that works. Or worst case scenario, I've, I don't think I've ever ha- actually had it to uh, had it completely reinstall Chrome OS from from nothing. Actually, you know you know it'd be funny if I if I <laughs> if I, if I prepared a USB uh, dr- a USB flash drive with uh, Chrome OS Flex. <laughs> <laughs> and so, see what happens if it tries to boot off of Chrome OS Flex from the USB drive, even though it is in itself a Chromebook and should be working fine. Anyway, yeah, this is clearly fresh for you. I can I can tell. I can see the exactly. gears turning in your you head. See, you like see, trying it's to it's think. like that mouse trap game. You can see that like the little plastic boot is. You like actually set up. that game up. I never nobody ha- ever set that game up. Yeah. It, it, my friends, we would just get it and we would just play with the pieces individually because it was just way too much work to ever set it up. We ne- well, we, we never had it. We weren't one of them fancy neighborhoods where you can afford things like a mousetrap game. We could barely afford Monopoly uh, because it would teach us that no matter how hard you work, even if you have made it into the middle class, you will never, ever, ever, ever make it into the upper echelons of society and wealth because mm-hmm. society and wealth are arrayed against you to make sure that they enrich themselves and not themselves. So again, enjoy your enjoy your your two story your eight story walk up on Baltic Avenue. You are never ever ever seeing Boardwalk 
or park place, except just like cruising past it as the private security corps just eyes you and takes down your license plate number. That's what the, that was even in the eighties. That was the message of monopoly. But yeah, I, I never played. I, I always imagine that if you got mousetrap, I don't even know what the point of the game is that I, I, I would imagine that you would just build the contraption and like have either. fun playing with a contraption. Right. I have to, I have to look up the Wikipedia, um, which I would accept, except Andy. So, okay. So we're, why are there so many spiders in this house this week? I swear that is the fourth spider I've seen today. So as you can hear, folks, Andy and I are having a week of just wildness. This is why the podcast is a little late this week. Uh, today's show is going to be a little shorter than what you're used to in terms of how deep and I, Andy, are going to some things just because this week we're trying to keep it a little more have a little more levity with all of just like yeah. the intense yeah. heaviness that has been around us. Um, actually, as we're recording this, it is my husband's birthday. So happy birthday to my husband, even though he doesn't want to really re- be reminded about the whole year older thing, which I get. Um, but Andy, I was thinking about how badly I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to bring this up to you because I want to <laughs> like have your reaction on this, I suppose. So, I'm going to be honest with you. I was reviewing the show notes while watching Obi-Wan. <laughs> Forgive me. That's why I said, I'll see you in 40 minutes. Because <laughs> we had just gotten past the intro. So thank you, Andy, uh, for for allowing. It is my husband's birthday. So I wanted to like, he just wanted to watch TV with his family. So I just That's wanted lovely. to give that to him before. Yeah, before we we went in uh, for business. And I'm not going to, I'm not spoiling anything for anybody on Obi-Wan. That's not what I'm here to do. What I am here to do is remind everybody about what Star Wars is really about, which is that it's an incredibly dark story. And I do not understand how through generations that we have managed to completely lose the true meaning of who the stormtroopers are relative to Darth Vader. Did we forget that Darth Vader is like a really cruel, awful, murderous person who's very mad about things? And because they have the force, they just knock everybody over in front of them and just like no mercy. (sighs) Yeah. I've just been thinking about this, about how much the original idea of star Wars has, uh, I, I, there's a word that I'm thinking of in my mind that I can't, it's not coming to me right now because I have just had such a tiring week, but it just feels like it's been lost in translation throughout this whole Disney corporatization. Let's build a part of the theme park out of it. And look, there's stormtroopers who are marching everywhere. Do you know who those stormtroopers are supposed to be? <laughs> I'm not going to say it on this podcast. You can Google that. They're supposed to be very bad, like really bad. Right. They're not like, ooh, these are like the military. Oh, they're protecting. No, 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 no. They're here to do a very evil person's bidding, yeah. murderous bidding. You see, the my, my problem, though, I, I would be so <laughs> shocked, like, as to if my, if I had explained to like the 10 year old, seven year old, whatever ages I was when the, when the original movies of the trilogy came out, that, and to say that, yeah, there's like, 
all kinds of they, there's the complete they, they completed episodes seven eight and nine and their tv shows that are like done with like almost hollywood level like movie level things and like you can see like a new episode every week and there's a there was a show with, with just boba fett and and then and i'd have to explain to him but but we really don't watch any of them because they he because we tried watching them early on and they really broke our hearts that let, 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 let me let me explain it this way that even as a kid when there were like the the only out uh, i was able to create this little rule for myself that said that look anything that happened in the movies meaning the the six movie the the, the, th- the three movies the holy trilogy again remember that right. the, the prequels hadn't come out until like the 90s like that's all real and I know there are lots of books and there are comic books and there's all kinds of stuff. That's well, all the fan- expanded universe is not is no longer part of the Disney canon, which is a well, whole. But 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 what, what I'm getting at is that at Sorry, the time, at the time, I was like, but all that stuff is fan fiction that I don't I, I right, don't need okay. to I don't need to know. Yeah, but what the, the novel takes place like while well, d- between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, all the adventures that uh, Luke Skywalker had when he was flying from Hoth to Dagobah. I'm like I really don't care what he was going what what he was doing from Hoth to Dagobah because if it were important to the real story, that would have been a scene in Empire Strikes Back, don't you reckon? And the other problem is that uh, it's this is this is not this is not isolated to Star Wars, but like imagine right. a, a beautiful like black and white like ink painting, a, a painting or illustration made with like just black and white ink, and there's ink, black ink, and there are white parts to it that are just part of the paper. That's it's the light and the dark, and get then together like they contrast each other and they maintain a picture. Now imagine that. Over the course of like two or three decades, everybody who gets a chance to like put their hands on Star Wars decides, hey, there's some whites. There's a white spot that I can fill in with my own ink. And it's like, I, again, I don't really this is this even applies to uh, like the, the the prequels and the the and the last three movies, particularly the last, last three movies after uh, Disney acquired Star Wars. It's like. I don't care what the back there. There is a there's a backstory to remember the in the in A New Hope. Where uh, again, classic scene in which you know Uncle o- uh, Uncle Owen and Luke you know buy this red R two unit and it just sort of like blows up after going like ten yards and they kind of swap them for uh, for for R two. So of course somebody I think it was in a comic book or something. I, f- I found this up on I found this on Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> the, right. You know, the the wiki. So somebody wrote either in a novel or I think or a comic book that this whole backstory. Oh, but what was the story about that red R two unit? Like, what was what, what was his life like before this? And <clears throat> according to this comic book story or whatever, it turns out that that red R two unit uh, had uh, like a, his own like adventures and uh, his own like uh, mysteries and his own like special missions and he and he actually and he and he and R two R two like was begging like this other R two excuse me R two D two was begging this other R two you know oh it's I've got this important message for the for the for the resistance for the rebellion and you gotta like let me like go in your place and he sacrificed himself this other R two unit he just so basically self immolated himself so that like because he got picked instead of R two so that R2 would go and be able to complete his mission. That's like, that doesn't make things better. That's just, you're just like, again, this is, this is like actually better, better than the, better than the black and white painting analogy. 
I'm th- I, I, this is, I wish I'd thought of that before. Jim, you don't have to edit this, but this is, I wish that I had thought of this before, but you're at a concert and uh, you, they, they, they play, the band has played these rock, raucous, the big like bangers, but now it's time for like the, 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 the ballads, like the, the, the slow songs where there's like a story that's being told through the lyrics and the music. And it's like, da, 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 da. and then there's like, a three second like important pause of quiet before the lead into and of course in a group of like five thousand people they're going to be like eight people who said "Ooh, there's absolute silence this is my chance to shout Woo! so this so this is what i feel about like the star wars universe so much of uh-huh. it when they feel as though they have to go back to like again the obi-wan uh, uh the obi-wan series like they have to make sure that anything that's not explained I've got to shout woo during that instead of instead of saying that some mundane stuff happened that's not worth documenting and not worth dramatizing. He basically got on a Greyhound bus that took him to the air terminal. He flew to this other planet, got like an Uber, <laughs> had had an appointment with a real estate agent that found him like a cave that was within his price range and close to lo- local amenities. And then 10 years after that, 20 years after that, the Luke Skywalker thing happened. Okay. I don't, this is, this is what bums me out. It's like, it's, it's the, it's the, <laughs> imagining I, Ewan McGregor just like, hmm, this looks like a cozy little cave. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, what's it? Copper heating. That's great. Oh, is there an abatement like clause for the, the thing is I really love watching him act. <laughs> is there, is there That's a homeowner's the association? Yeah, exactly. No. And, and I should, and I, every time I, talk about this i absolutely want to make it clear that you're not it's it's not a bad thing you're not wrong for liking this stuff i'm I'm always thrilled for people who find something that they enjoy and as a fellow fan i'm glad that they find something they enjoy i just wish that it was more like uh like like the droid series that came out like after the prequels where they mostly were saying let's find new stories to tell within the star wars universe that doesn't that doesn't necessarily have to be like lockstep integrated into everything else it's like but Mm no anyway i'll i'm I'm about to get on an even longer tangent and i will stop there but But, and uh, listen i i appreciate how much you offered i really do uh because if you and i were not doing this podcast i would probably try and talk to you about it a little bit more to try and i don't know I don't know. <laughs> Clearly, I just got finished watching something and then went to do a podcast. So that's where we're are, we are right now. Uh, yeah. You know where else we are right now? We're still on Google Duo, though not for long, <laughs> because as we're going to find out on the podcast that you are listening to right now, things are changing in the video chat part of being a Google user. So we're going to get into what is coming up for you and what to look forward to. And what are Andy and I going to do? I'm not going back to Skype. <laughs> We're not going back to Skype. That was not a nice experience for us. Um, <laughs> We're also going to talk about a piece of news that I didn't get at all to get into this week, which is that Google lost track of some, you know, unreleased hardware. So that's happening again. This is not a, this is not a repeat of two weeks ago with the pixel no this is not the (laughs) pixel watch this is a completely different piece of hardware and then we're also going to talk about and regretfully i was gonna try because i went to the south bay last weekend i was gonna try and go by the new google campus but then i was too tired after my social engagement i just wanted to go the heck home (laughs) i didn't i you know i didn't want to take a detour to mountain view get off the freeway go and find it but i got we're gonna talk about the new 
Yeah. We're talking about the new Google campus, the one that I am still planning to creep on in person. You kind you kind of got it. Which is my right as a barrier born person. <laughs> I have a right to creep onto the Google campus <laughs> at my heart's content. <laughs> you're, you're you're actually no, you're you're fully entitled. Just just like like mm-hmm. people who live on Cape Cod. They're entitled to like just sit there, like at the at the, sit there, like at the at the CVS or or the Dairy Queen, as they look at those summer people. Okay, they come in here, like you know, like they own the place. They don't care about the people who like actually make their lives here. Okay, they don't care about the crap that they're putting into in, into the trash. They don't care about all the traffic. They don't care about like what what happens to our water system. Okay, great, fine, great. You just spent like a couple of million dollars on a on a, on a new mansion but what's going to happen to our water table okay we got to deal with that stuff when you're back in newport back in los angeles or whatever so you're entitled to say yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm a bay area, bay area like re- resident i just i didn't just like move here because i got a five hundred thousand dollar offer letter so i figure that you know if i want to walk into your campus and just take an empty seat and use your wi-fi you're you're using you're using my land well okay technically we stole it from i can't even think about how many people we stole it from but technically speaking like you're if if you came here in like 2005 i was born like 10 years before that so I got prior dibs. A little older than that, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That feels like a good little spot for us to take a quick little water break. And then when we get back, what's going to happen? Well, Andy, I wrote up this news piece for Gizmodo this this week. Yep. This this is the week that it happened. And I have to be honest, I immediately thought about you and me because (laughs) we... Okay, let me tell you what the news is. The news is that Google Duo is going to disappear sometime this year, probably later this year, and it's going to be officially swallowed up into Google Meet. You won't have to download any new apps. All that's going to happen is one day you're going to wake up and then all of a sudden, Google Duo has a new icon. (laughs) So expect that. Um, Now, this came via a blog post in the Google Workspaces blog where they wrote that in the coming weeks, quote, we're adding all the Google Meet features to the Duo app so users can easily schedule a video meeting at a time that works for everyone or continue using video calling to instantly connect with a person or group. Later this year, we'll rename the Duo app to Google Meet, our single video communication service across Google that is available to everyone at no cost. (laughs) Okay. They they just want to emphasize something that we already know. We haven't paid for any of this with money, exactly. just with our data. Um, second of all, this seems like an inevitability, if I even said that word right, because the way that I've seen Google Duo marketed and functioning, just it wasn't there. The marketing just wasn't there. Um, nobody was marketing this service. They tried really hard recently to get some exclusives, you know, oh, get a Samsung phone and you'll have access to all these brand new Google Duo features. Nobody cares because <laughs> people are using WhatsApp. Um, people are obviously on iOS, people are using FaceTime, but now you can invite an Android user to a FaceTime group call and, uh, you know, you can get them in through the browser if you really wanted to, if you really wanted to. <laughs> but most people just default to using WhatsApp. Facebook Messenger is still a really big like video chat 
client that people use because they've already got personal networks on there. I started Instagram is where a lot of my chatting is <laughs> happening. Not video, but I'm doing a lot more like voicemail. Like yeah. we leave each other voice messages. That's now becoming a thing for me and my busy parent friends. Because it's like way easier to just speak into your phone instead of trying to press the button to dictate and make sure that it said everything correctly. So this seemed in- inevitable that it was going to happen. But um, I also kind of wish they just did this from the get-go because I use Google Meet by default. The reason that they're switching to this from what I read in their documentation was that it makes the most sense to just be able to contact somebody directly at their Google account. Mm. Not everybody's Google account is a Gmail, so that's why I didn't want to say Gmail, but Obviously, those of us that have Gmails, that's where you reach us if you want to, you know, chat, chat.google.com or meet.google.com. Yeah. <laughs> makes see, the most sense. So, yeah. See, that, that's where I keep getting hung up because it's like, okay, so now you've got messages and you've got chat and you've got meet. And I, I like, do you want, it's just, it's just weird that like on, on the Apple side of things, messages can also, initiate a video call and can also initiate voice but they also okay actually it's probably the same some of the same thing duo does the same yeah it's like i I just wish uh, it's it seems as though if you could rewind and start this all over again i i appreciate that chat apps and messaging apps and video conferencing apps which used to be like such three or four unique and separate use cases are now just sort of melding into one where I need to communicate with this person and a a text a, a text message thread can turn into like a quick quick voice chat which can turn into ooh well I haven't actually, I, I it'll be better if I could actually see what's going on so let's do let, let's do video calling um so but but I wonder if it wouldn't have been better like 5 years ago if if some bold visionary at Google has simply said, you know what? We are not even going to want to have a piece of this. What we're going to do is we're going to create a framework and an infrastructure so that you can bring whatever the hell chat app you want. We, we will, we will give you SMS because we have a, we're, we're a phone OS, but whatever we have a framework so that, you know, once you, once you design, I, I don't know what app, well, we, we'll just call it WhatsApp because, you know, just as a stupid name, because we're not, the name is important right now, but WhatsApp, the creators can basically use our framework to basically integrate it into our messaging app. And so we'll still be all through WhatsApp. And instead of having to double click on the WhatsApp icon, they'll just simply do a message and whoever the, the framework will decide that, Hey, you want to, you want to talk to Leslie. Leslie is on, uh, is on signal. So your chat is going through signal because you've already established that that's how you chat with that oh. person. Oh, I'm sorry. You talking about trillion. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're talking about messaging apps that existed yeah. In the past for Windows and Mac that no longer exist that would allow us to just unify all these things. I know uh what's it called? Beeper? What who's oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. We we talked about it on all about Android many moons ago and I it the completely escaped me, but the developer was trying to also integrate iMessages into yeah. it. Oh, right, right. So yeah. it was like a it's yeah. It started with a B. I completely forgot what it called what it was called. But I liked the idea that was pitched there. But I think that's more toward texting apps yeah. than the video chat ones. Regardless. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we I, have I appreciate that like 
this is it's it's moving forward so quickly that you can't possibly do a, a raw framework that whatever feature becomes important in 2024 exactly. will be able to plug into that. I just I I'm I'm just sorry that everything there the, this is all being made by Google. It's like you 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 shouldn't be you shouldn't be so consistently churning your messaging strategy and getting me all confused. I, I understand, I understand the idea that you have a Google ID. That's a really good like entry point to identify you to other messaging yeah. platforms. Uh, again, even the, even the internal messaging platforms, mm-hmm. but man alive, I still don't, I, I I'm sure I still have, have Google Hangouts links somewhere. <laughs> it took me I mean, to- I still use, yeah, yeah. I, I'm still using Google chat to talk with my husband that yeah. just have a long running thread going. Um, what was I going to say? I am just, I think the reason that I, I'm just sort of annoyed is because they made such a big campaign about all these changes coming to Google workspaces. Yeah. And so I was being taught as a consumer that I should expect workspaces to just be for work and I should expect Duo and those other apps to be for personal use. Yeah. And so to me now I see that something else is changing again. Like, are we changing trajectories again with this? And is that what we're going to call it on the smart displays? We're going to call it Google Meets. Is that going to translate as well? Not that Duo was really giving an indication of what the app does anyway, because anybody who doesn't know Google Duo is would be like, what the heck is Duo? The name itself doesn't give you anything, any recollection of what's going on with this application that it's a it's a chat app you know it makes so it, it does make you think that it's just for i don't know it's it's what one person talking to one person which is probably not part of their massive we create the infrastructure for work group communication message that they're trying to put together yeah but then what about the families who maybe came to i never really relied on duo super much for personal communication with my family but in recent months it became a video chat because i finally had a reason to like video chat back at home <laughs> not that i didn't like video chatting my husband but you know like <laughs> you got an adorable you got an, an adorable child now who does adorable things ba- back in the day we were using hangouts yeah. which did video on the phone and everything. We were still not using Duo. So that is a bummer. But they are going to, you know, meld the features from both apps in together. So you're going to have all of the, you know, conference, virtual conference room abilities of Google Meet. I'll have a virtual background, you know, I'll be able to send out a calendar, invite friends. Let's have an online virtual happy hour. So that'll be nice. Uh, but and then the on the Duo side of things, you'll get uh, away messages, uh, voicemails, funny faces, <laughs> <laughs> these things. So it'll it'll be fine, but it's just you I, know. I, I think the one thing they really have to do, if they can just deliver really really good integration with the rest of the Google experience, I think that's all that will that I will agree. make me happy. I was I, we'll I, forgive them for all of yeah, this. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting my first my first actual professional haircut since before the event uh on saturday like before i've i've been like every three months just like what's been going on or oh you've been doing it yourself I'm doing it myself I'm like you've just been wearing a hat well no, <laughs> so I, mean, I don't I, know what's going on under the yeah, hat exactly that's, that's the reason why i wear a hat but but yeah i, I mean I've, I've gotten good enough that it looks like 
uh, like after the third or fourth self-administrated haircut, um, I feel as though I got good enough that people would think, wow, he really got a bad haircut two weeks ago. Thank God it grew in okay. <laughs> Meaning like maybe the day of, uh, like I, you, you would say that, wow, why, why is your haircut so uneven like on the back like that? But again, it's, it's, it's okay. And I realized that, okay, I'm now in a position I feel as though I'm comfortable sitting in a barber chair, not a salon chair where there's like a hour and a half of like treatments and preparations and conversation. Oh, how and- nice for you. Do you know how long my hair takes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ask me how long does my hair take ask me uh how long is your hair takes take? me three hours andy okay <laughs> three <great>. hours <laughs> see this is this is what two hours just just processing the color yeah because i refuse to wear my light hair and you know what a friend of mine the other day uh she told me that her husband figured out my hair color is fake <laughs> after all these years she thought my hair color was real, which is a testament to the color work that I get done Excellent. under my hair, right? Yep. But it's true, everyone. My hair is yeah. fake. This is not. I oh, do no, not no, have dark it, hair. You, you, you own it. <laughs> you you paid you paid good money, more than more money than a man would if he, if he came in and asked for. I'm not paying L A. prices. I'll tell you that I am paying San Francisco prices, which are much less than L A. prices. <laughs> yes. No, it's it's. Uh, see, uh, I I. I don't know what the trade-off is, whether it's something that like women would like willfully make because most of men are basically trained that the ideal haircut is the one that you would get for free, either from a Navy barber or prison barber. That basically (laughs) you, you cut, you walk in with long hair, you walk out with shorter hair and that's pretty much it. Uh, but what, uh, but what what I was getting to is that uh, so so book my Sorry. I'm saying it's, I I like it when uh, this is this is why I let Google get away with stuff in terms of like tracking personal information like I uh, I needed to I needed to find like a, a a barber shop that was closer than the place I normally went to because okay yeah and just see well what's what's closer oh wow there's not one that's not even not just like much much closer like it's a 20 minute walk instead of uh, like a 30 minute bike ride but also it's like a five minute walk away from like a nice little cafe that does a really nice crab cake sandwich so okay definitely and of course i find it in google maps and i can just simply click a button to book an appointment and without even having to talk to a human being select a time and it's confirmed that yes you're you're good for like 2 10 p.m on saturday Did you make the ai call for you no 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 it's i, I think they're i think they're uh, they're integrated with uh, stripe or something Oh, okay, okay. I thought you used the function that calls them. That scares me. Right. By no, the way. I, I'm I would, scared to use that. I, yeah, exactly. Because I would like, I would not. Tr- I would need to. I, I, I'm willing to trust like electrons talking to electrons, like databases talking to databases. I'm right. not willing to trust like an AI talking to a human being because I know how frustrated mm-hmm. I can get with like technology. But and and it added it added an appointment to uh, my Google Calendar. Again, that's fine. That's good. So so long as like I could effortlessly flow from hey, we're just doing there's a, there's a friend that I mostly talk to via Google Chat uh, because we mostly do text, but to if it was really really easy to flow into another form and then back again, okay, that's fine. But it's like otherwise, it's like am I going to have to throw away everything that I've all all of all of my street smarts for uh, for Google Duo and try to like try to try to learn how to live, thrive, and survive on the mean streets of of this <laughs> of, of of this of this other Google Chat app? Meet. Can I make a comment that's not? 
uh, directly related, but it is somewhat related because it's about Google. I have been really feeling like the whole Google experience, something just kind of unraveled recently. Hmm. Things have just been feeling really ununified. Uh, I did just, I was using Google Maps, the driving mode today to drive back from San Francisco to and from. And so every time I use that, I come home just a little bit like pissed off because I was thinking to myself, gosh, if I need to find parking when I get downtown, I can't easily just tap over to my phone and do that as much as Google would like me to. Or the Rove Bolt maybe is not going to be in the this is totally just me just ranting about (laughs) Android Auto. But it was making it was making me think about just the Google experience lately has been something about it is feeling a little off. And I'm not just trying to say that to be a naysayer. I just have been feeling that lately. And I'm not saying that because I started shooting photos with an iPhone 13 Pro. Don't write me letters. <laughs> I know you all liked my tweet over the weekend. I saw that. <laughs> I saw each one of your profile photos liking it. Uh, Andy, <laughs> I saw you on there too. Uh, but but. But that has kind of contributed to it, too. It's making me rethink that, like, some things could be a little more fluid. And they're not. So I hope this doesn't become one of those things. Google's starting to find some sort of equity with Apple where it's like, okay, fine. Put me in that walled garden. But it had better be a freaking awesome garden. It had better better be, like, the most wonderful, such a wonderful garden. I will never, ever want to leave it. Don't pull that kind of crap with me where it's It's, like. It's a nice garden. It's lovely. I, I see why people like it. I see why people like to be in the Queen's Garden where they right. just paint the roses red every day. So they're fresh <laughs> and red. They never die. Yes. Also a really dark part of Alice in Wonderland that we don't talk about. Um, all right. <laughs> should we move on to some hardware news? I think we should. <laughs> okay. This is not really hardware news. I mean, it is. It's it's news about <laughs> hardware. So I don't know where I was going with that segue. So last week there was a Pixel 7 and I remember these this headline coming across my desk and I was like, "Ah, I don't have time for this." A Pixel 7, apparently an engineering sample of the Pixel 7. This is wild. Showed up on eBay with a starting bid of $500. The auction ended quickly without a known buyer, but it included plenty of photos of the phone that was definitely a Pixel 7. Yeah. In addition, there were reflections in the product shots that made it clear that the seller was actually taking photos with a Pixel 7 Pro, <laughs> leading us all to believe that whoever this person is is trolling us all indefinitely. Uh, now, the story did not end there on eBay. A buyer of a different Pixel 7 showed up again on eBay. They explained that they bought this phone from a seller on Facebook Marketplace who who advertised it as Pixel 6 and who apparently didn't know what it really was. The phone was 100%. Sorry, not on eBay, by the way. We're backing that up. That buyer was on a different Pixel 7 that showed up on Reddit. I'm sorry. I I, I made it. I made a, a typo when I wrote that. Basically, this it's this other, this other this other owner of of a Pixel Seven showed up on Reddit, telling his story that oh well, actually I've had one for the past like three or four weeks now, and it works great. I, I bought it from this dude on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> 
And uh, his what is his, going on? I don't know. <laughs> and the, and by the way, they're they're clearly like engineering samples. They're not like uh, the, the production stuff because mm-hmm. when uh, Google actually identifies like all of the phones that are like engineering samples, meaning when they're, they're testing that they're they're testing the, the the product line, they're testing they they want to build stuff that can be used in engineering testing, all all this kind of stuff. Like the so instead of in the place of the Google logo, there will be uh, not completely on google like logo symbol that is probably yeah there and if you like in this in the case of these phones you can see that like uh in the it's in the glossy back there's some sort of a pattern in it so that basically instead of having to put an ugly sticker that absolutely shouts out oh by the way Definitely, you want to blur out the sticker if you're going to take a picture of this and send it to 95 Google or, or, or Gizmodo or sell it on eBay or something because that will absolutely identify who who actually like was supposed to not put this on eBay and absolutely put it on eBay. So basically, these these two things identify it as something they can track it back to who who's the Nimrod who you know <laughs> ship either ship this box of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, knucklehead. <laughs> Nimrod is so good, yes. but yes, but yeah. So, so his so his story was that so it was working fine until like the story about uh, about the eBay uh, Pixel Seven hit last week, and or like the the person who sold it to him thought that it was a Pixel Six, and apparently he just got like a bunch of phones that he thought were like Pixel Six and Pix, Pixel Six Pros. They but do- this is what's scratching my head. How how did you come with, into these phones in the first right, place? Right. No, exactly. Exactly. To- but so but the the what happened? He doesn't know if like maybe the the, the seller then said, "Ooh, I might be getting in trouble here. I better talk to the person that I got these from and let them know what happened." Either way, apparently news got back to, to Google, and suddenly like his phone got like remote bricked and remote wiped so it went from a fully functional phone to it's just stuck in fast boot mode where you you, t- you turn it on and you see that like linux like text <laughs> where you can navigate a menu through the volume buttons and the power whenever button. i see that i just burst into tears because it means i mess something up yeah exactly <laughs> it's, not a, it's not it's not a happy screen exactly well this it's it's weird. What a weird uh, it's another thing that we're okay. So we had the Pixel Watch that was like left behind in a Chicago bar, and then it ended up getting revealed. We already knew that the Pixel Seven and Seven Pro were coming, and we already have renders of them thanks to Google from Google I/O. So like all that stuff we already knew. What I don't understand. How do you go from I'm in possession of this thing to let me put it on eBay and pretend like, oh, no, I don't know what's going on here. Like, that's what I that's that's where it's not connecting yeah. for me. See, I don't see the because I don't just put random stuff on eBay. I, you know, yeah. like I got this pair of Doc Martens I've been wanting to put on eBay for a long time. <laughs> well, but I know they're Doc Martens. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, I know well, what year they come from. We're, we're talking about two different sellers. But as far as as far as anybody can tell, it seems as though there was one dude on facebook marketplace who i i know i know i know casually like through like hanging at the mit flea market for years that there are people mm-hmm. that do nothing but like they will just buy a, a box lot of electronics yes, yes. and sometimes it is like a, a a repair shop like went south or this was abandoned property or it can, it can come from god's no god knows where and they process so much of this that they don't they may not originally know that wow this is actually part of the original like apollo <laughs> apollo lunar lander computer it's like no there's just like a piece of like military 
aviation junk and they'll sell it for like a like ten dollars a pound and then somebody realizes oh this is actually like something that should be in the smithsonian thank you for selling it to me as a private citizen so so it's so it's very possible that the, the facebook seller truly didn't know what it was he, he said it looks just like a, a, a pixel six so he sold it as a pixel six clearly the person who then put one of those on ebay knew it was a pixel seven because that's how mm-hmm. they advertise it as but you're absolutely right it's like such an odd thing for somebody to basically get a box of stuff <laughs> if that if that indeed is what happened get a hold of these and just simply added to the pile of things that they're just selling through Facebook marketplace. They wouldn't, they, they didn't do anything like, like with the pixel with a pixel watch that was more, I mean, that was completely understandable. Meaning there's a completely linear process where somebody left it behind in a bar. It happens. Uh, and then somebody like got their hands on it, realized that, Hey, look, this looks like I see a Google logo. When I turn it on, this is, I bet this is important. I'm going to contact one of my favorite like tech reporters or tech writers and see like what he, what they want to know about this thing. Whereas again, this thing that was just <laughs> floating around, you don't know how that happened. I did. I, you, you do have to think about though, like what would, I don't, I don't know what I would have done if that per, the person, one of the people who had, gotten their hands on a pixel seven had thought oh my god that i'm not supposed to have this i thought I, I was buying a pixel six in good faith and I, I was i received a pixel seven uh and said i'm gonna call like i'm gonna email like my favorite tech columnist like andy notko or florence ion and see like if they want to write something about it it's like that's that puts you in a bit of a pickle doesn't it yes it does uh i belong to somebody though in fact i belong to a publication that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's the whole thing with the iphone and there was a whole conversation a history, about yeah. ethics back then when it happened. So feel free to like Google that. It was it was a big story in newsrooms about like the ethics of purchasing a prototype of an unreleased device. And I, I would defer, of course, to my boss. Yeah, I, I would go to my boss. I, I would bother my boss in the middle of the night and I would say, because it'd probably be like 10 p.m. for me. So it'd be 1, 1 a.m. over there. And I would say, <laughs> and I would say, what should I do about this? Do you want to wait until I get up tomorrow and talk about it? And then they would say yes. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I honestly don't want to ever be put in that position, though. It's, Can I be honest yeah, about that? No, that's, that's I don't want to be put in that position. Don't put me in that position. Bring it to somebody else. That's okay. I don't need that exclusive to be happy with myself. I really yeah. don't. I'd rather not have the mess, to be quite frank. Um, and I'm not trying to be a lazy gadget journalist. I just, it's no. a lot of responsibility to take that in. And you don't know what it could do to your relationship with the company, which I realize me saying that is controversial, but. Yeah. Well, also because it, I've, the thing with the iPhone 5, I think it was, with Giz, with iPhone. It was no, iPhone 4. four. It was right, the iPhone exactly. 4. Yeah. It was, it was, completely it was that big right, remodel exactly. after the right, 3GS. Right. Yeah. That see that was that would have been an easy no because this person was offering to sell it to me and he was making oh excuse me if if he had reached out he would have been off the same same way they offered it to Gizmodo would be like here's a give mm-hmm. me four thousand dollars you can have it Gizmodo in 2010. Right in 2010. Sorry with a but a, a huge like change in regime. Uh, so it's not like no way in the same uh, the, the same uh, group of people anymore, um, which will become, become important as I continue my story. <laughs> There's so uh, uh, that's like that's if problem problem number one where yeah now you're clearly buying property from somebody that clearly doesn't own it. 
because they they have a good they have a requirement to make a good faith attempt to get it back in the hands of the people who own it, and it was clear that they didn't do that. Uh, the second thing is that once you have a transaction that crosses state lines, that also makes things very very complicated because anything this is I mean this is true anytime if there's any transaction that crosses a state line that can bring the feds in on this that makes it a federal that can make it a federal thing as opposed to like a state da trying to decide whether or not this is worth going through at all at the at the time i mean i think i, I wrote a, i think i wrote a column about it for my maybe might have been max central might have been the sun times might have been just my blog i forget what it was but i basically said that uh a, a, i said that i'm just not interested in that kind of stuff not be enough basically because i mean I, I i'm not i'm not the it doesn't move me to talk about hey of here's here's what's gonna here's what they're gonna be releasing like in three months time because in three months time we're gonna find out what they're where they're gonna be releasing and anything can change in the three months between i make that report and anything else and i don't have the engineering expertise to make what could be useful use of that, which is to say here is, oh, they've changed a chip supplier. So they apparently have been having a bad, apparently it's something in their relationship with this established supplier they've been using for the first iPhone, this iPhone two and the iPhone three changed. And so, and somehow they're using a new modem chip that would have, that would might've been interesting, but I wouldn't, I, I don't feel as though I would have been entitled to even take it apart for that kind of assembly. Basically my, my conclusion was that if I, I would probably have passed that information on to somebody who could have used it. If I had wanted to do something like that myself, I would have simply said, I'm going to give, uh, uh, I'm not, go I'm going to fly to where you are, <laughs> whatever state you are uh -huh. in. I am going to rent a hotel suite. Uh, you are going to meet me and a couple of engineers that I have hired as consultants. And you're going to let us take a look at this thing that you found. Uh, we will pay you uh, an hourly rate for your time. Uh, that is not a dramatic amount of money and we will never have, we'll have video running at all times to know that we have not done anything except visually mm. examine it, maybe prod it with some, uh, some radio waves. We did not do anything to tamper with or destroy Apple's property. And then we will send you on your way with this thing that we never bought. Uh, but it, it, it became, it became kind of a thing because after this was published, Gizmodo is, it's hard to over s over estimate how much crap they got in because of this because they they were really idiots about this i mean they were just a, a, a site even even with the resources in 2010 that does not know i will call a lawyer and get some advice about this before we move forward uh they just simply said no well, we're no you know what we're gonna do whatever we want and then we're gonna taunt Amateur steve jobs hour. we're gonna taunt steve jobs about it saying that we won't you know we refuse to hand it over until like you send us a letter on apple stationery that says that this is apple <laughs> he was like, a next dying iPhone. man and they were taunting him yeah and so and so so basically so they had to do like they they had to uh they had to do damage control and so they didn't you know, the the head of not the, I think the publisher of Gizmodo did an interview with somebody who like quoted me in my, uh, in my article or whatever oh. about mostly, mostly the line about, as it, I don't, I'm not sure that it doesn't really move me. And so the publisher, oh yeah, see, that's, that's why like, that's what's, what's wrong with technology, like reporting people, uh, people like him. I remember reading this, Andy. Yeah. I remember, I'm sorry. I remember reading this takedown of what you wrote now. Right. It's all coming back to me yeah. because I was working at MacLife and we were talking about right. it. They were like, "Oh, look! They went after Andy, yeah, people, Naco. People, people like him who like aren't willing to like really do their jobs as journalists because they don't want to ruin their relationship with Apple." 
and I'm like interesting and i've like couldn't be further from the truth yeah, the I, andy that i well, sitting they, in front of me here now i can't even yeah, imagine and like again i wanted to i really wanted to like okay so we're doing this are we and so i would have gone from the I, I basically wrote about it from the point of view of this is not they didn't show us they didn't figure out anything interesting about this to talk about so let's talk about this in general about like you know uh, rumors and getting access to early hardware and stuff like that again he took again totally like basically painted me in the wrong way i don't think it i don't think it really worked uh, or anything like that but and i thought about uh do i really want to escalate this and i said you know what i got i got better things to do i said what i i said what i wanted to say if anybody comes to me for a clarification i will be very very clear and open and honest about what this the publisher of gizmodo can do with his opinions but no one oh did so it just kind of died in the vine but but yeah, I mean it is it is interest it is kind of interesting. But this is why, like you know, if this is good advice. No matter what job you uh, line of work you want to go into, like at the earliest age possible, get a get a lawyer, get an accountant. Uh, for a journalist, that's even more important than anything else. Because what people don't understand about lawyers is that they're not they're not there to get you out of trouble. They're most useful when they advise you on how to do absolutely what you want mm-hmm. without getting into any trouble you know mm-hmm. they're the they're the people who will say like okay this i just written something that could be could be divulging company secrets could be slanderous could be actionable and because i'm a freelancer they will sue me and not like the magazine i'm writing for i will i will i will i will pay 175 dollars or 200 dollars to my lawyer to give me some advice and then she comes back and says, yeah, just change this to that. Don't be specific about this. And then add the words, I've been giving this a lot of thought and I've come to the conclusion that, and you're so, <laughs> that combined with the fact that you have no money <laughs> means that you you will be essentially lawsuit proof. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, the good news is we have nothing to offer you in terms of hardware that has been unreleased. We're literally <laughs> just talking about what everybody else is doing. This feels like a good spot for us to take a quick little water break. And then when we're back, when we are back, we'll talk a little bit about the new Google campus. Ooh. Well, as I mentioned, unfortunately, I was unable to stop by the Google campus and see (laughs) this new building that they've been working on. I did, however, get to see the beginnings of it back in 2019 when I was down there for Google I.O. And so it's very cool to kind of see the finishing touches on Google's new Bayview campus. And yes, folks, it does have an actual view of the Bay. That's kind (laughs) of like one of the really nice things about the Google campus is that they pick themselves a really nice spot right along the uh, peninsula shoreline where you can see birds and cranes and smells a little marshy sometimes at the wrong time <laughs> of the morning. Seriously, that marsh smell sometimes is just not, it's not enticing for a walk around the block. I'm just going to say that. Also, much. they're leaving themselves wide open for a Godzilla attack or Rodan. That is well, Rodan can get you because mm-hmm. he flies, but Godzilla for sure. You want to absolutely you be inland at least. Why have no destructive movies taking place in Silicon Valley? Like, why does New York City and LA get the brunt of everything? Oh all no, the lots, time? lots of see, uh, uh, not Silicon Valley, but San Francisco, because you got the Golden Gate, and that's a great thing to destroy in a special effects shot. <sighs> I know, but just leave it alone. It took. 
<sighs> okay. Uh, so the good news is that Google built this campus with its uh, employees in mind. So Google said in its blog, blog that after talking to Googlers about what they needed from a workplace, they found that, quote, they're happy, productive, and creative when they come together in teams, but need spaces that are buffered from sound and movement to get deep focus work done, unquote. This is this is very true. I, I felt this when I worked in an office. Google designed these team spaces on the upper level, and then they put gathering spaces below so that they could separate the focus and collab areas, which is very smart because there's nothing I hate more than trying to file a deadline while somebody is playing ping pong three rooms over. <laughs> I know it's 4.15 yep. for you, but some of us work a little late until like six o'clock because that's when our brains work. And so I need you to kind of like shut up right what, now. What is your what is your <laughs> job that you get to play ping pong during work? You, you have free time to play ping pong. And are you being paid more money than I am? And if so, where would you like me to hit you? Man, I don't miss living. In, I don't miss working in an office at all. It's precisely for how you just described that. I <laughs> am glad I don't get triggered by that anymore. <laughs> um, the upper floor of the new campus is broken down into smaller neighborhoods. This is cute. Separated by courtyards and connected via ramps that gradually rise as you move to the center of the building. So a lot of like, I want to call this psychological architecture put into this, which I can appreciate because. There's walking into like a stuffy building to get the work done for the day is not enticing. And as we know, Silicon Valley really wants people to come back to the office because they've enjoyed being at home. A lot of people have enjoyed just being remote workers. And I think uh, Google in particular. I also wonder, by the way, if this is just a flex on Apple and what they did with their campus. Uh, I don't know. It, I, I don't. I don't think they could possibly flex on Apple with with that campus. That was like that was all that Apple. That this, was astronomical. All, that was everything. That was all that Steve Jobs and Johnny Ive were thinking about for like ten years. Okay, so that's and you're, you're not you're not going to top that. Also, because only Apple would do something as insane as simply say, "No, this is the shape. This is the this is the structure of it." And whatever, however it inconveniences people or causes problems, they're just gonna have to deal with it. We'll just solve those problems. Uh, whereas this, and and they they are growing, growing, growing at Google. So like I have no problem imagining that they need more space. Although it's it's uh, it is the the transition of both companies between uh, like almost like the college campus type uh, layout of a company that's been around for like 10 or 20 years in the valley and just keeps like buying up adjoining buildings and adjoining properties where it's, it's it is a neighborhood of normal buildings separated by streets and sidewalks versus an enclosed like space where everybody is just sort of contained uh and the the, the other the one right. other thing to to mention though um it's possible that one of the reasons why Apple and Google and a lot of these other companies are really, really desperate to get people back into campus is that especially the especially when they build these huge campuses, a lot of the reasons why they got permits and and tax abatements is promising the promising the local government that we will have like third we'll have fifteen thousand employees coming in and coming out like every single day. So they will be like using gas stations. They will be like eating at local restaurants. Uh, they will be, mm, you know, they'll be true. contributing to. And so if they don't meet those things, there might be financial penalties for it. But I, I, I got to say that I do like 
I, I, I kind of, you know, I, of course I have, as I, as I was preparing for tonight, I did have a whole, a bunch of zingers lined up, but I actually, I think I would rather like work in the, this Google campus building, uh, than, uh, in the spaceship campus at Apple, because essentially what they've done is they've, Google has created essentially, it actually reminds me a little bit of Pixar, uh, except for it's, it's like a huge, huge, like open immense, like hangar like space where mm-hmm, like the mm-hmm. uh, natural light ringed from everywhere and kind of being diffused by like curved sections of white that kind of dissipates things. And it's not necessarily open plan. It's like sort of like here is an enclosed climate controlled set of acreage that inside that we will have like enclosed offices, maybe without ceilings, but a place where you can go inside and close the door behind you and not have to like look at people, not have to people look at you as they're passing by. This can be your actual space while also having like greenery. And I, I will, I, I see the, the, the zingers that kind of came to mind is that on the surface, it looks like like an it does have a sort of airport type of like visual effect. Uh, you know, ouch. <laughs> no, I, again, I, but it's like, I'm, I, I think I think the I think people it's because pictures, of the natural lights. I think that's that might be why the fact that's again all these like sort of we can't do we we want to maximize the space so we're not gonna like tie this up with with quarters. I mean that I think the simple fact that the ceiling is so high. I mean they could have put like two or three decks of like floors into that. I mean they having having lived in a place with awesome high ceilings for the past five years. There's something about having like a full like as I'm sitting here, there's probably at least like eight feet of air like above my head. And that's just such a cool thing. Like not not being able to like reach up and touch like a suspended tile ceiling uh, is 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 a pretty awesome thing. I you know what? I, I would love to work in an office like this. This looks really nice. And my only concern is that uh is Google going to be able to get their people back into the office yeah. as much as they want to? This campus isn't exactly there's you're still going to have to take a bus to get to it. Yeah. Isn't exactly uh, easily accessible. And I have to say, it reminds me a lot of the New York Google campus, the Chelsea campus, yeah. just in terms of like the furniture they chose. We're going to link in the show notes, the CNBC article on this, which has a lot of, photos that kind of shows you, you know, the general like gist of what it's like in the inside of this, this HQ. But uh, you're right, Andy, it is not Apple spaceships, spaceship level um, presence. The spaceship campus has a presence about it. You enter into a campus like you're entering into Disneyland. Do you know what I yeah. mean? When you... I mean, the- yeah, it, it is. It is. I mean, I don't know if they they got the irony as they were playing this out, but it is literally the world's biggest walled garden. It is a ring and there's a beautiful like park inside it with greenery that nobody who doesn't work for Apple gets to go. Th- that was one of the things that annoyed I, yeah. me as they were as, as the plans were sort of unveiled. It's like so basically you are you made this big thing about, oh, we're bringing this land back to its roots as, a, as, as an apricot farm and we're building all this park land saying, yeah, but you're not giving anything back to the community. This isn't a park that people can actually walk through or walk beyond you're basically creating this huge huge ring that basically says everybody keep out this is i mean which is which is correct for a tech company but if you're putting all this money into changing this landscape how difficult would it have been to say by the way we are using a whole but we're we're dedicating a whole bunch of property to 
land that we are going to own, but we are going to designate, we're going to set it up as a public park so that maybe in 10 years we might have to expand and then build something on that land. But until then, here is a nice piece, piece of parkland with an artificial pond that people can walk through, like like the like the uh, Industrial Light and Magic uh, campus, which is like, if you want to take a walk up there and get your picture taken with the Yoda statue, you can. And you can actually take a walk like through, like there's... It's. I mean, it's not an open like by all means walk through where where they're shooting star destroyers and stuff like that. But if you if you're taking a nice walk through the Presidio, you can do that. And it's not like there's it's not like there are gates that will prevent you from taking this road and and taking your bike up to this this area. It's well integrated. I mean, it's there. I mean, there's there are a lot of things that I, I have not I have not worked in an office for like decades. I I had one the last time I had an opportunity to. I was seriously considering that would involve working in an office. I mean, my, my, my parents were still alive. I was talking over with my dad and he said, he said, one of those things that will absolutely show you who my dad was said, son, I'm after you've been, you've been working for yourself for so long. I'm not even entirely sure that you're still a housebroken for office work anymore. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, but so, but I mean, when I, when I see, so I I think that this is a step up over the Apple campus because I know that people are complaining that again, typical Steve Jobs, typical. I'm sorry, not uh, they they were Steve Jobs and Johnny Ive are brilliant people and brilliant designers, but they have their quirks. They have they oftentimes go so far up their own butts with like principles and dogma and design language and stuff like that that they forget that you know we're no 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 we're creating this utopian space where it's all open and never but i know that there are people who are like i freaking hate that everybody can see me work wherever i am i freaking hate that i'm not i'm not at a certain level where like i can actually designate a space for myself a lot of the stuff just absolutely doesn't work for them and they just hate it uh, and this is the the Google campus buildings. They don't look the, they don't look the same way. It does look like you know, if you look at these. If you go to uh, uh, relay.fm slash material and check out like the show notes, you'll see that there it looks like an open open like warehouse space with beautiful high ceilings and beautiful lighting. But you see these boxes, <laughs> which is like enclosed rooms, enclosed spaces for meeting spaces and office workspaces, which looks very very nice. But the thing that gets the thing that I often wonder about is that. Sometimes it's nice to have like a, a campus campus where your team is in a special building. Like they're not like that's you, you have to leave that building to go to a meeting someplace else. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to push through a set of double doors, be in sun, actual sunlight, maybe carry an umbrella because it's drizzling a little bit, you know, take a five minute walk outside to get to this other building. Not only does it make you feel as the a space like this makes you feel like you're in sort of a google or apple containment facility as opposed to no you work in this one building and also the the identity you get by no this is our building this is i'm in building 101 uh famously the team that that developed the macintosh was basically stealing every bit of technology and every idea from the lisa like ten thousand dollar business computer and famously they're given like this building office space in the sticks and they famously like crawled to the top of the building and hung a pirate flag from the top of the building. That is like teamwork. That is like, no, 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 we're, we're not working to, to help you, to help you, the Lisa team, sell more leases. We are here to eat your breakfast and create a successful product instead of a failure embarrassment. Anyway. We did not mean to go in the Apple digression on this Google podcast. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, so what I, and I apologize. I was, I was, 
being silent because I was actually trying to Google the, this is sad that I'm saying this, but I was trying to look up the, uh, indigenous population, uh, that Excellent. were in Cupertino and Mountain View, because although there may have been peach trees or over the hell was over there that they were growing, um, those were all, that was also land that was taken from, uh, it's the indigenous population. You should know that the Ohlone were the, majority Native American population of the Silicon Valley area, which is like the South Bay, the Ohlone tribe. Mm. I would encourage you to Google that after we finish this podcast episode to learn a little bit more about California's history. I am a little more acquainted with the indigenous history of where I live. I live up in the greater East Bay, northern part. It's actually, we have a lot of uh, indigenous tribes that moved around this particular area. And why wouldn't you? Because the resources here are plenty. You know, we have mountains, we have water, we have marsh, we <laughs> <laughs> Salt flats. Um, you know, we did we didn't have eucalyptus trees until the Australians spread them over, and then every, now everything is on fire all the time. <sighs> I feel like this is time for us to end the podcast. I think that we're, this is a good this is a good place to sort of <laughs> start tapering off. Yeah, listen, we want to thank everybody for like sticking with us. Andy and I needed to have this kind of episode today. Yeah. So. Again, it was it was it, it, it's been uh, for uh, for reasons that are obvious to everybody. It's been it's been a f- absolute. I just bit off a swear word of a week uh, for everybody in this country. And I noticed that I'm you know I, I keep collecting stories to put in the show notes. And like, there there's gonna be there, there's a bunch of stuff that you know even for Google stories was oh so Google's being mean and oh so Google hasn't learned a lesson there. And we had a talk, and we're like, you know what? We can be a little bit. We can we can be a little can we, bit lighter can we get, this week. Yeah. Uh, Andy, I can't stop crying this week. Can we not do any more <laughs> sad stuff, please? I need a little break. Uh, so next week, I'm gonna try not to cry. So much. <laughs> oh wait, next week is WWDC. Yeah, I might still be crying. <laughs> crying from exhaustion. <laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting. You know, I'll have a story to tell. I'll have a story to tell next <laughs> I'm sure. week about. About my first W covering my first WWDC in over ten years. <laughs> are you, yeah, are you get you, you're going to be on campus or uh, you, you got you no got no no ticket? I I do not have a golden ticket, but obviously I will be learning how to do this whole WWDC thing next <laughs> Excellent. week along with everybody else, uh, figuring out what the beta situation. I don't know what you guys do. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you, you're welcome to come join my Discord and tell me about it if you'd like. Maybe I should make a little room for it because I don't want to get it lost in the rest of my Discord. I should just have a WWDC <laughs> channel just for next week. But that said, Andy, uh, you did radio this week. I was on the radio this morning. So by the time you get this podcast, you'll be able to go to WGBHnews.org uh, and uh, stream it at your leisure or any of the other four years worth of tech stories, uh, tech segments that I've been doing. Uh, a couple of Google, couple of Google related stories this week. So it's, it's, it's relevant. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also relevant because it's by you, Andy, and we love you. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> so it was nice to hear. that's why it's relevant. <laughs> As for me, I also, I'm not on radio, I but I do have another podcast called Get Jets that I do for Gizmodo. We have some video elements to it as well if you go to gizmodo.com, so you can check out more of that. 
over at gizmodo.com or in your podcast catcher. We also want to thank everybody just for being here, for subscribing to material. You know, um, we've been doing this for a long time, 362 episodes. Divide that by 52. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. We've been, we've been doing this for a long time. So we want to thank you for being here. And we want to remind you that we actually have a bonus episode coming out later this month. So stay tuned for that. But if you want to hear it, you're going to have to become a member of the Relay FM network. You see, there's a catch for this. So you got to go to relay.fm slash membership, and then you got to sign yourself up for a nice little membership that not only benefits us, but it benefits our podcast brothers and sisters as well here at Relay FM. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this is a podcast collective of sorts where we all support each other and each other's shows. So, you know, if you like us, if you like more than just us. Maybe you li- maybe you love Pen Addict. Who doesn't love that show? Um, I was actually thinking today how I am actually a Pen Addict and this is the pen that I use. So there's lots <laughs> of podcasts here to listen to. Relay.fm slash memberships if you want to know more. Or for us and our past show notes, past shows, relay.fm slash material is our landing page. <sighs> I feel like that's it, Andy. I feel like we can put a pin in it. For, for a show that we began with the apology that this is going to be a short show and we're not going to be talking about much, we had a nice conversation. <laughs> we had, like, I think we delivered value for money as usual. Uh, Yeah, what can I say? I like to ask my friend Andy his opinion on the record. I feel like it makes for good TV. <laughs> so We will continue the Star Wars conversation like off mic for the next three hours. Yes, correct. I got I to right, I, I I I finish that up for somebody. I'm it's going to be. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. Until then, be safe, be happy. Toodles.